0: All right, Sonny Kiogi, hello and welcome to the Stephen Shields Radio Show. Happy New Year. Good to see you again. Thank
1: you, Stephen. Happy New Year to you.
0: Yeah, you know, what's been happening for 2022? You got a New Year's resolution going on?
1: Um, no resolutions, but I've been really busy. So it seems like January just flew by and here we are in the beginning of February. So mm-hmm. um, my resolution is just to keep on keeping on one day at a time.
0: Exactly. I could see it's winter time for you where you are in Atlanta. How's the weather?
1: It's, um, it's fine. It's, Atlanta is a pretty mild area. So we're like 50s um, mm-hmm. right now. Um, every once in a while we'll go up into the 60s. And then it, uh, we had a couple of cold snaps with some a little bit of snow here and there.
0: Mm. We've been having a very wet summer this year been raining the grass just keeps growing i'm fed up of mowing the grass all the time yeah uh, you know but i've i've really enjoyed hiking and i I've got an app called all trails and it's good it, it encourages people to plant a tree and i came across on the app store and that's what i use to plan my hikes and go for a, like i'll do a meditation by the um by a waterfall as well when i can mm-hmm. wonderful you know just switch the phone off you know, yeah, it's nice can... that, yeah, it's nice that we're not in a lockdown. You know how this Omicron uh, variant's been going around. Mm-hmm. Has it been going around in uh, Atlanta?
1: Yeah, it's um, the numbers were quite high. Um, I would say they were about close to three times as high as the peak previously. Yeah. So I mean, it was really almost off the chart. Um, so that was going around, and um, it seems to be settling down now, um, and things are resuming some normalcy.
0: Yeah, it's good to, because we need to get back to normal. But like this is like uh, how we, all, you know, society was living in the 1918 uh, Spanish flu similar to where we are today
1: yeah it's hard to imagine what normal should be at this point
0: Mm. you got um johnson and johnson vaccine have you had a booster yet because i'm due for my booster this month i haven't had the
1: booster no
0: are you gonna get it or do you you have to get it
1: um there's no nothing mandatory that says anybody needs to get it Mm. here um I I haven't made up my mind yet
0: there. So, when you listen to Joe Biden, I listen to Fox News because I like to know what's going on. Joe Biden's trying to bring in vaccine mandates mm-hmm. in some states. Same in Australia. The uh, Kanye West wants to tour Australia, but he, he's like, I don't want to get the jab. And the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, is refusing visas like Novak Djokovic got deported. Mm hmm uh and uh i feel that new south wales in particular is just become a bit of a uh, police state at the moment mm-hmm. maybe signs of the new world order <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> i
1: guess it seems like you know there's a lot of people concerned about that on one side or the other so mm. um honestly i don't i don't i haven't followed it super closely with a with the same amount of concern as others i'm just more you know or less focused on you know what do i need to do to stay healthy and Mm. you know that kind of thing
0: i've got a new music video called the new world order Mm. nice yeah i kind of write my music to be i I express myself politically how I, i how i feel when i write it's on my YouTube channel.
1: Cool, I'll check it out.
0: Thank yeah, you. check it out and leave, leave and leave any opinions that you have as well. And I've got a track called Judas, uh, that's political as well, because mm. there's, there's been tensions with the Ukraine, um, Sonny Yogi, uh, Vladimir Putin, and the Ukraine lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Biden, I think, is going to send uh, U.S. troops, possibly. Uh, The prime minister's telling Australians to get out of the Ukraine. Mm. But, uh, you know, how much of it's real and how much of it is media hype as well?
1: Well, it's hard to say, I guess. Um, Mm. I don't have much of an opinion on that, but I do remember going to Russia. Mm -hmm. Um, When was that? It was in the 2000s, and I think John McCain was running for president. Mm-hmm. Um I don't remember what year that would have been, but we went over there. Eight. Was that about when it was? Couldn't, yeah, remember. against
0: uh, Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so, um, yeah, I, I went over there during that time. And of course, there, our media said certain things over here. And then we went over there for some music concerts. And I happened to see some English. Um, papers over there which which kind of assess the situation differently so I'm Mm. not sure that it's really possible to know exactly the details Mm. of those types of things I think we get a very general and and watered down view of the situation a lot of times
0: yeah sadly John McCain died Mm mm-hmm he would have been a good president he was a uh, war veteran from vietnam
1: yes he seemed like a good guy
0: better than donald trump i can't stand that guy sonie i'm fed up with him
1: yeah i think you're you're um, not alone there
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly but uh, no i like to keep up to date cuz uh, i know what's going on with russia and the ukraine as as well uh, yeah, 2022 seems to be calming down with this omicron uh stuff at the moment, but um I don't know about vaccine mandates. It's kind of harsh.
1: Yeah, well, I think um I'm not sure what uh what I could add to the situation, but I do feel like everybody should have the freedom of choice.
0: Mm. Um, that's my opinion yeah it's same thing in Australia too it's like the government wants to police everything Mm -hmm. you know closing opening borders all the time but before before Christmas you should have seen the lines for a COVID test it's ridiculous
1: Mm. interesting well as there are a lot of uh, political um Tension around that over there?
0: Yeah, there was during Christmas, and you know the rapid antigen tests,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like twenty dollars a test, and I'm not paying twenty bucks just for a test. That's a ripoff, mm-hmm. right? And people were scalping them. Wow. Uh, what about it? Where you are? Were they free? Um, let's
1: see. If you go to a drugstore, you can get a test and I believe it was, it's free. Yeah.
0: Oh, you guys are lucky. Yeah. So this is what's going on in Australia over Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, but how's, uh, you got a new album out. I did a meditation with it. I was very impressed with it. How, um, is this a, have you published this already on Spotify?
1: No, it will come out on, February the
0: 11th. Amazing album. Thank you. You know, I'll give, I'll give it a five-star review.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that, Stephen. Yeah,
0: you know, I'm doing uh, one of your courses for a second time on Insight Timer as well, going through that. I see you've got a huge following on Insight Timer.
1: Yeah, it's been um, it's been a wonderful thing to share there. And i mm. um, glad to do it.
0: For sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, so what do you have a new year's resolution? Um
1: well, no, as I said, I'm just kind of taking it one day at a time and um kind of moving forward. Um I guess maybe an informal resolution is for for me to do yoga, mm-hmm. practice yoga each day, you know, the physical asana. I always meditate every day, but I haven't always um, been good recently about doing the physical practice, or at least last year. So this year I'm uh, focused on doing that each day.
2: Mm.
0: What about breath work? I've been doing breath work.
1: I, I like to do that. I actually do that before as or as part of my meditation each day. Mm-hmm. And um so you probably know from the courses I produced, I have some tracks on the breath work there. Mm-hmm. Um so I normally will start my practice with that doing a breath work um mm-hmm. for 20 minutes or so. And then from there I'll move into uh a meditation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's talk about uh cancel culture that's been going on with Joe Rogan. Um mm-hmm. uh, He's cops some criticism for using the N-word a few times on his show. Uh he's not a racist, Sonic Yogi, but Spotify is becoming one of those cancel culture things now. Neil Young's taken his songs down from Spotify.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. There seems to be quite a bit of controversy around that. Um so yeah, I I feel the the loss of cancel culture is that it discourages conversation. Mm. And I think we need to be open to have difficult conversations with each other without, you know, demonizing one side or the other. Mm. of course, if there's there's something that's encouraging violence or discrimination, that needs to be called out and dealt with officially. Mm. Um, But as far as just people having conversations, I think that um, I think it's wise that we, you know, take the approach of listening deeply to what someone else wants to express and what they have to say Mm. without um, fearing whatever that might be.
0: Exactly. But this is the problem with CNN, uh, the amount of, um junk they go on about, you know, they're they're writing stuff about Joe Rogan that's not true and, and Joe Rogan should be suing them. I can't stand CNN. Mm. Oh horrible. Yeah. I I have to
1: say I don't really watch too much of that type of media. Mm.
0: So that's what's uh, going on, uh, the cancel culture. I've noticed, too, uh, when uh, Black Lives Matter happened with Insight Timer, they were, um, I'd say they were supporting it, even, you know, it goes against their policies because it's political. How do you feel
1: about that? How do I feel about Insight Timer supporting something?
0: Yeah, like Black Lives Matter back in 2020.
1: Um, How are they supporting it?
0: They were promoting teachers, but they were using it. um, Yeah. To support teachers.
1: Hmm. Um, I guess I didn't really notice it um, in those, in that perspective. Um, So I think, you know, supporting organizations that are, that are, Fighting for equal treatment and equal rights for people is, um, it's a good thing. Mm. I think people have different opinions about different specific organizations. Um, And, um, you know, I don't really have a comment about that, but but in general, I think we're working towards equal and free (laughs) societies here,
0: aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well that's what you want like i've moved to uh rumble that's like how you know youtube started out so i'm putting videos on rumble now and Mastodon. Mm-hmm. that's like um how twitter started because again twitter and all this stuff have become so greedy that if you're a small content creator like myself they just filter you out like you don't exist mm-hmm And Joe Rogan was saying he's got like some 200,000 followers on uh, uh, Instagram, but how many of those are the real 200,000 followers? Mm. How do you feel about that? About having so many followers, but you know, there's fakes, there's bots and they're not real followers.
1: I don't know. I haven't actually thought about that that much um i i just think about it in terms of i have things that i want to share mm-hmm. and i put them out and i figure if people want to you know hear the next thing that i share they'll follow mm-hmm. <laughs> and if they don't then i guess they don't want to hear it so mm-hmm. um but uh i don't really think too much about trying to um boost that in any way other than just to put the the content out there and to support it you know with my with more content and um and i feel like in general if you put something out that your heart's into then it'll find the people that it needs to find Mm -hmm. Um, so um yeah, I that's kind of my opinion on that, and I feel like the focus on followers is a little bit of a misleading thing. Um, like I, I definitely think um, you know there's people with huge audiences like Joe Rogan or or whatever, um, and they got there by um, you know, being on certain platforms or putting out certain things or being controversial or whatever. Mm. Um, so I say more power to them, I guess.
0: How do you feel it? Do you listen to Joe Rogan?
1: I mean, of course I've heard of him, but I I wouldn't call myself a, a regular listener by any mm. stretch of the imagination. Um, yeah. How about you?
0: I do. I was listening to an episode with Dr. Robert Malone about the mRNA vaccine. Uh, This got taken down from uh, YouTube Mm -hmm. because, and he brought up some very good points about um, Dr. Fauci in China and Wuhan. Uh, If this was a lab leak in Wuhan, why isn't there an investigation going on? Did Dr. Fauci have something to do with the coronavirus? you know, and and it was quite interesting because he's worked with Dr. Robert Malone's work with mRNA vaccines. Check it. It's on Spotify. Have a listen to it when you can.
1: Yeah, it sounds interesting. Well, he's definitely, you know, covering controversial things. Um, So, like I said, I think it's good for people to have all sorts of different conversations And I think when conversations happen, you know, and out in the light of day, then people can uh, make up their own minds and there can be uh, alternate opinions put out and that kind of thing.
0: Well, exactly. I mean, freedom of speech, I guess. Exactly. You know, and, uh, but that's, that's what the media companies are doing and how they control people.
1: Well, I think it's interesting because we're in an age where media has been democratized. Mm -hmm. And so now to sort of allude to your earlier question about followers, Mm -hmm. now media is not in, in the U.S. when I was growing up, there was like three main channels, right? And that was CBS, ABC, NBC. And then cable came and then there was more channels. But at the same time, it was not really a democracy. You had to, you know, pass through certain hoops or people had to choose you to be on the television. And then fast forward to today, we have more of a democratized sort of media. So we have platforms. And so people, anybody can get on a platform. And their voice, though, is amplified by how many people are actually listening Mm -hmm. to what they have to say. Um, And so it's a completely different um, environment than it used to be. And so I think some of the growing pains of that is what we're dealing with, not only with democratized media, but sort of a decentralized um, cultural narrative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so there are different narratives popping up all over and we're trying to find how do we have social cohesion? How do we have conversations that are civil when there are these different pockets of differing opinions and things popping up? Um, So it's an interesting time. I think we're going through growing pains of what that means. Mm Um and also the world's becoming a lot smaller, you know. I mean, you know, we're talking into different continents. Um, and um, you know, it's it's not unusual to talk to people from different countries all the time now. Whereas, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that wasn't an everyday occurrence.
0: But yeah. Yeah, it's the, definitely the world's changed. Mm-hmm.
1: So I think it's changing really rapidly too. And, and as we move forward in this rapid sort of um, change, we're going to be having different sort of um, conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting that like the COVID virus in some way is a unifying co- cohesion socially in terms of the world. And so we're all having this similar conversation and it's a point of commonality right now in the world, ironically. Um, And it's a conversation that we're all having. So even though there's these um, kind of political tensions around these different things about the vaccine and whatnot, um, or, or you know, social justice, as you mentioned, these types of things, these are common um, conversations, mm-hmm. I think, that we're all having around the world. And I think in some respects, it's, it's a good thing. We're like learning how to, to have these conversations.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, the podcasting's been good as well. Getting to talk to people. But one day I'd like to have a studio and talk to people in person in, in a studio, like Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Because everything's done virtual for me. I, I do it literally in my room. You know, I just set up a green screen, $30 green screen. Mm-hmm. I like uh, it, it looks good. Now I'm very thankful for people you know reviewing the cuz I did that cover work myself on Canva mm. I wanted to do something different Nice What about yourself music wise you got any gigs coming up
1: Um I've got a I've got a live gig um this month with another sound healer um named Gaia Alchemy Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and she's she's a sound healer here in Atlanta um and we have a a um session coming up here um it's on my Instagram page which is Sonic Yogi um so that's that's one gig
0: wow that's awesome. You get a live stream that, or is that for, you can going to play that for people?
1: Um, I'm not going to live stream it. Um, it'll just be, you know, actually live for the people that are there. Um, and I do have, uh, you know, some live streams that I'll do on insight timer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't have them on the calendar now, but if people want to follow on insight timer, I do live streams there. And, and so I'll, have some more of those, you know, moving on in the year.
0: Wow. That's so cool that you're still keeping busy as well. For the audience. The new album's pretty good, by the way. Thank you. And uh, so what was your process making that?
1: So that was actually drawn from... The live sessions on Insight Timer last year. Um, So each time I would do a live session last year, which it was more during the pandemic. So there's kind of nothing going on in the world. So it gave me a lot of freedom to just kind of work on music on certain days. And so my basic process would be on the days that I would do the live sessions, which were in the evening, I would kind of start in the morning and just compose something. Mm -hmm. And so I would come up with sort of a basic idea, and then I would um, do the live stream. And sometimes I would even improvise and other things might happen that I liked, and I would record each of those sessions. And so it was helping me to create ideas and um, sort of create an album that way even though that wasn't my plan at the moment but then I started to build up more material and um and so then I took those ideas recorded them and then basically edited and mixed all of that stuff sort of the last 2 months of the year and and in January as well
0: yeah cuz I I like tibetan bowls nice as you can see on the cover, I think I've, I've got a, a Tibetan bowl. Oh,
1: nice. And a fox there, too.
0: Yeah, I thought I'd put a cat, dog, microphone, headphone, third eye. Mm-hmm. Get creative. Nice, I like it. No, thank you. But uh, no, your style works pretty good as well with Tibetan bowls.
1: Yeah, I love the Tibetan bowls. They're... Um... Really relaxing and kind of mysterious sounding.
0: Mm. And what about spiritual world? Are you studying any spirituality at the moment?
1: Um, well, I kind of think think of that. I'm always studying a little bit. So I'm always doing my meditation practice. Um I just had a um online mini retreat on insight timer called sound mind silent mind mm-hmm. and so the retreat is really kind of taking the idea of a longer meditation retreat and sort of condensing it and so in terms of spiritual ideas the idea of retreat is to kind of pull yourself out of the world right to retreat from the world and it's in that retreat time that we can sort of engage in the process of mental transformation
2: mm-hmm.
1: but that typically has specific um, kind of markers or points that happen during the transformation so the mini retreat was to go over some of those things and help people understand you know what might happen when you um, you know enter into the subconscious realm you know and start to really experience certain parts of your psyche that maybe you're not used to on a day-to-day basis. Um, And so we talked a little bit of that and then did some practices. Um, But in the mini retreat, it's really more informational. And I think in order to really experience those states, which are a little bit psychedelic in a way, That you know, a deeper retreat experience is what people would need to do, so um, that might be several days long. But in that deeper experience, we can um, sort of calibrate our body and our mind towards those more um, non ordinary states of consciousness.
0: Yeah, it's always good to have a retreat as much as you can, definitely you know, get away from the world. I tried to do some astral projection. How did uh, it go? I, I fell asleep. With a, a couple of, it's something I do. I have to be very relaxed.
2: Yeah.
0: And I have to do it during, you know, in bed. Uh, try, the uh, first time I'd done, I felt like something was just pulling me up and
1: and when you're astrally projecting what is your um what is your goal there
0: trying to have the outer body experience okay so just to leave your body
1: and and then just um do you want to go anywhere specific or just kind of be in the room
0: just be in the room
1: yeah and how has that gone have you succeeded
0: no but like i said Like I said, uh, sorry, I I can feel something's just pulling me, Mm -hmm. you know, but I don't try and force it. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, yeah, it's I've been doing a lot of chakra work lately.
1: Excellent. And uh, what chakras are you focused on?
0: More the uh, third eye. Okay. know but i I lately i've just been having a lot of fear coming into my life
1: fear yeah you know about something specific or just rising up in
0: your being you do you ever get the things like what if you get those what if this happens what if that happens Mm -hmm. you know stuff like that yeah
1: yeah i think that's you know our mind is sort of um biased to do those kinds of things. And that's where we can really find ourselves coming into the present is, you know, what we all know from our meditation practice, but it helps to sort of focus the mind. And I think also with the idea of retreat and kind of taking ourselves into those deeper areas of the subconscious, you know, when we're meditating, the tendency is that Fear can arise because fear is often what's in the subconscious because we've stuffed it down. You know, we made it subconscious for a reason because it's not pleasant on a daily basis. And so as we sort of relax our bodies and our minds, sometimes those things rise to the surface. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's a saying, no mud, no lotus. Mm -hmm. And I think the mud is really like, when those things rise in the mind, they become very strong in the thinking mind. And when they become strong, it's really unpleasant, Mm. but it's also a great opportunity to to focus the mind. And so when those other sort of fearful um, what if things kind of come up in the mind, it's helpful to use that as an opportunity to focus in the present, and that actually illuminates what the present is, because when you hit the present moment and really center your mind in that concentration, those other sort of what-if things typically become silent. Um, yeah. And so it's really kind of a, an interesting learning tool. Um, I had an awakening about, 10 years ago. And in that awakening, I faced really the worst fears of my, I could imagine. Mm -hmm. I could have could never have imagined that the mind could produce that much mental fear and suffering. Mm -hmm. But in that process, it really was. A gift because I realized. Um, really through some i kind of feel that it was divine guidance that i was just pointed to focus into the present moment and um, and as soon as i did it was almost like an umbrella from all of that storm that was happening in my mind and suddenly i was like in a place of really the most peace i'd ever felt
0: that's um, what you want
1: yeah so, but with, without the extreme of that particular situation, I'm not sure that it would have been as um, noticeable to find that it, the, um, the, the tension in that moment sort of pushed me into that place, so. I guess my encouragement would be just to kind of, you know, when those things come up, use it, use it as a learning.
0: Well, back in uh, 2018, you know, I didn't have the very best year of my life. And I came across uh, Michael McIntosh on Insight Timer. There was this thing called Cut the Cord. Mm. Uh, Went through heartbreak with a woman. Heartbreak is sucks. Sonic Yogi Mm -hmm. for six months. I was lost spiritually emotionally i didn't know what i wanted to do Mm -hmm. i don't know and i was just doing this meditation and just uh i felt like just cut the cord you know Mm -hmm. i've had to learn to let go of things in my life you know because i yeah lately i've you know before christmas i was like you know when you get like memories come back from four years ago and you think why did i do that at the time Uh, I felt Mm -hmm. like I just I just want to move on with my life.
1: Right. That's what I want. I totally get it. Well, I think that's your decision, right? You just have Mm -hmm. to decide.
0: That's what I'll do.
1: Yeah. I think you know, in each moment we have that choice and certainly I can uh, understand you come through a relationship or whatever, and it's, it's hard to, um, you can't just like cut it off. Mm -hmm. You know, you obviously invested a lot of your heart and soul in that um, relationship. So there's definitely a grieving process. Um, but I think that's, I heard somebody say, and I don't remember who it was, but, um, grief is the price we pay for love. Mm. So I guess the flip side is you just don't ever invest yourself fully in a relationship, but that's not very good either. Is it?
0: Mm. Have you ever had grief in your life?
1: Yeah. Um, I certainly have. Um, I've been through breakups, um, my dad passed away in November. um, So the end of this year, and it wasn't, you know, something that was expected. Um, Mm. And um, so I definitely went through a a lot of grieving, you know, grieving my dad and the loss. Um, But, you know, I felt, it it was healing in a way too though because it it just showed me how much i loved him Mm -hmm. and um and i just let those emotions come without judging them and Mm. you know i i feel now at peace and day to day i um i'm you know, over the main major part, but then every once in a while, just something comes up and I, I'll grieve, you know, I, I still have that. Mm. Um, but, um, so yeah, it's a process I think. And, um, and, uh, it just reminds, reminds me of, um, how much I cared for my dad, you know,
0: mm. Yeah, we had a family friend, uh, I think, in January. One day, I uh, get a telephone call that uh, she's passed away, and it's elderly, and, and it's it's not a very good way to start the day. It just felt like mm. shit. Even though know, yeah. I wasn't close to them, I just felt just not right for a day, you know? Mm-hmm. Start my day with that.
1: yeah well sorry to hear that
0: there's nothing you can do there's a better place than earth i think
1: yeah well that's it there's nothing we can really do um, in those situations and we just do our best and um and uh remember them and honor them and then carry on the best we can
0: Sonic Yogi, I want to say thank you for coming back on the podcast today as well. Uh, Where can people buy your new album, stream it, uh, follow you on social media?
1: So they can find it on um, my website, of course, which is sonicyogi.com. They'll be able to find it on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon. I'll be releasing them one track at a time on Insight Timer. Mm -hmm. um and we'll be releasing uh one very soon there as well so
0: awesome